Welcome to the Little Studio Comedy Club Podcast with your host, Jen Johnson. Here is your host, Jen Johnson. Thank you, comedian Gabe Perry. Thank you for having me. Thanks for making it in. Sorry, our uh, apparently Google Maps sent you all over Kansas City. That's okay. I've spent many a day <laughs> driving around Kansas City before. so. And you found us. And I'm going to start this off in a weird direction because when I asked you to come in and do an episode of the podcast, that night I had a dream. We were in my childhood basement the house I grew up in in KCK, Wyandotte County. We were doing the podcast down there and nothing would work. The mics wouldn't work. And then we'd try to get started and everything kept going wrong. And then we were finally like, all right, we got this. And then my neighbor kicked on his lawnmower. And I was like, are you kidding me? We're trying to record a podcast. So I don't know where that stems from. Uh, it's the first time I've had a strange podcast related dream. Oh, I know definitely where it stems from. It's from your childhood, for sure. Like I, I have, I have no degree in psychology, but definitely that. What about my childhood, though? <laughs> Just you're a public person. You, you sit in front of a mic. You talk. At some point, you're gonna do that, and it all <laughs> comes from the same like sitting in the basement, feeling not worthy place oh, oh i think my gosh i feel like there's something there and we just met and you figured it all out i've met a whole lot of comics in my life so it's, yeah. it's a lot of the same now you studied criminal justice That's am i right correct. that is correct i am a umkc law school dropout fantastic yeah. now how do you get from that to stand-up comedy um, because I only went to law school because I wanted to do stand-up to begin with. Okay. I had, uh, I went to, well, it's now UCM, Warrensburg, University of Central Missouri, and I, um, I did mock trial, and I basically turned that into a stand-up set, and... Yeah. I remember the first laugh I got doing that, and I was kind of like, oh, yeah, that's the fun thing. And I had a professor who talked me into going to law school, and I did it, and I went, oh, no, all I wanted to do was talk. I, I don't need to do this part. Right. You didn't want to stand in front of a jury and talk, no, though. no. Just no. the audience. No, and uh, and so yes, I dropped out of law school and started doing stand-up comedy. How does the family and friends around you feel about that? I'm, oh, I'm um, thinking in the moment as you're expressing that. Hey, here's the new plan. Well, my folks are both ex-cops. Okay. Former cops. They were cops my whole life. So, like, it was very natural. They took it surprisingly well. I think probably because my dad, like, always, like, wished he could have grown up to be Indiana Jones. Like, he, you know, like, he really wishes, like, if he could go back, he would, like, go be a paleontologist or, you know, or something. And, or an archaeologist of some kind. And so I think he, like, understood it because of that, that, like, this other thing. And he's a very funny man, too. So, like, he got that. We have that connection. My dad was a police yeah. officer my yeah. childhood as well yeah. my brother's a cop now so oh, well. i'm very familiar yeah. with that yeah, yeah i am um, i i grew up with it and then and then went to school for it and then decided oh i'd just rather be funny rather than do that so yeah and i think that that's what's pushed me because everybody i know loves like true crime podcasts super into that and i'm the opposite and i think it's because i grew up with the dad that way so i saw the real life things and heard the stories and got so scared and freaked out and didn't like that dark part of the world yeah i'm I'm kind of the opposite of that. Like, I'm still into it for that reason, because yeah. I got exposed to it so young that, like, it right. was part of, like, and this is no exaggeration. I remember, like, helping my mom make cotton, fake, basically fake cotton rounds with a cap in them so that they could do building searches. And I was, I was probably five or six, wow. you know, just like helping make little, they're painted red, they're training rounds that essentially uh-huh. fire a a cotton ball. Yeah. And and I remember making those and then going, you know, being in the background while, you know, 
police were doing building search practice. It was very normal part of my childhood. Totally <laughs> normal. So what else does childhood look like for you? What are you into, like, cartoon-wise, TV shows? Oh. Are you into just playing outside, hanging out? I'm an outside kid. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't What are the rules here on we, language? We don't have rules. Okay. Well, then I'll, then I'll say it how I would say it on a stage. Um, I, I would say I had what I... Um, not my parents, I've now grown up to be, but I would say now I would describe myself as a left-wing shit kicker. Okay. So um, I, I, certainly that wasn't the conservative values I was raised <laughs> with. But um, but yeah, no, I'm I'm a hunting, fishing, you know, walking around outside in the woods kind of thing. But I'm I'm an entertainment nerd too. I could quote you know Spaceballs end to end, yeah. and you know, and still have a good day. So um, Ren and Stimpy, you know. Stand-up stuff, like, as a kid, I remember, well, now, unfortunately, Bill Cosby being an early right, uh, right. memory for everyone. Yeah. Um, but but um, Bill Cosby himself, uh, I remember just watching, and, and Howie Mandel's, like, 19, like, 84, like, HBO special. I remember yep. watching that and that Stephen Wright special from, like, 86, 87, oh, yeah. right in there, too. That was my childhood. Fantastic. Co- cops and stand-up, uh, you know, Howie Mandel and Stephen Wright. So yeah. I grew up on Saturday Night Live was everything to me. And I just realized, because I was on a road trip last week, and I read three books. I read Martin Short, Billy Crystal, and uh, Kevin Hart's books, autobiographies. And I remember how much I loved Martin Short growing up. And I used to do the Ed Grimley from Saturday Night Live. And reading his book made me love him that much more. But uh, you realize, like, just how much. And I was nine years old because I did the math. And I'm like, he was on in 84. I was nine. <laughs> yeah. And I loved SNL yeah. so much. I listened to the Martin Short book, an audio book. Oh, I, yeah. I had a job where I basically had to wear ear protection all day. So I, I was listening to a book a day easily. I have I have something like nearly four months in like three in three calendar years. I've listened to almost four months worth of wow. audio books if you stacked them end to end. And I listened to that Martin Short book. And I loved that Martin Short book yes. so much. It was so good. And I did the same thing I was doing trying to do math in my head and back in Comedy Central when they first started they just showed stand-up clips and old SNL and I watched all of those SNL even though I didn't see them when they were on the first time and I've seen a billion times the same way and I, I was going like he was on then and then you do the math on where he was before at SCTV right. and stuff and I mean yeah I love I love all of the and that who, kind of stuff who knew he dated Gilda I, I learned know. all about that I had no idea either yeah. and like I knew that Gilda was one of those people that they were all in love with yeah. I knew Aykroyd was in love with her I knew Bill mm-hmm. Murray was in love I mean I know that everybody you know right. was in love with but Martin Short was one that I did not know yeah that book was so good and I didn't know um and this is really obscure nobody will know but anybody who used to watch the show Alias, uh-huh. the guy who played Jennifer Garner's dad, if I recall correctly, of the show, he's a character actor. You see him in stuff all the time. And he's like best friends with Martin Short. Oh. And after I looked him up, because Martin Short kept talking about him in that book, I went, I want to know who that is yeah, yeah. person. And I did that. And and. It, you see that guy in everything. He was in episodes of Thirty Rock. Okay. He played he played a um, opposite Jen Krakowski's um, character. Or, or I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Shit's Creek. Yes, yeah, she yeah. Was, he was in an episode of Shit's Creek, which makes sense because it's Catherine O'Hara, and he played opposite Catherine O'Hara on that sitcom. Or, um, oh God, now I'm Sunrise Bay. Sorry, I love Shit's Creek too much. I have 
I'm talking about it Same. too much. I'll leave it alone. Yeah. He was on that. I just, I love watching those guys. And like, if you watch the credits on something like Schitt's Creek, uh-huh. Michael Short is there. Martin Short's brother, who he talks right. about in that book. And I didn't yeah. know he was a writer either or anything. So, sorry, I, I, I can nerd out over uh, comedy stuff all day. So. Well, and that's what I, that was going to lead into my next question. Because you had a Facebook post where you said, I enjoy doing podcasts and I'll happily talk about any topic. And you even brought up like gardening. But uh-huh. I thought, okay, so what do you actually passionate about what do you want to talk about when it comes to comedy i am a i think anything can be made funny kind of thing sure i actually am such a comedy editor that i kind of like the dissection of comedy part of it mm-hmm. um so just to see if you were interested i just jotted down i just to explain so i am a man who has come back to i've only done comedy three times in the last 10 years wow performed okay and I am coming back to performance while having written but not performed during that time. Right. So uh, to describe it to others, maybe I'd say I'm a man with ingredients but no food. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and I have been doing the open mic as what I've been calling the cooking show. And so I've just set myself a goal of two minutes, semi-polished. doesn't have to be right, but that's what I'm going to have. I'm going to have something each week when I go up. So I jotted down ideas. I thought I'd see if you guys wanted to help me write my set. That'd be for this. Fantastic. Yeah. So I don't um, know that I would trust us for any. No, and and believe and believe me, this (laughs) this is everyone will get to hear what the process is, which it's very very boring. So great here, good radio. So this is the type of thing. So basically what I thought I'd do is I'd go, well, I wrote down a bunch of different um, ideas here. And I thought, well, I'll run them by you. And then we'll then tomorrow night at the open mic, we'll see what we came up with. So yes. here we go. Um, just a quick question. Some of these are kind of um, like one liner, which is not really my style. So some of these are framed as a question. So I do that to myself so mm-hmm. I can uh, figure out what I want. Um, why do I have two testicles? <laughs> Um, fair question. Um, do women grow up and change their name to Linda? Because I've never met an 11 year old Girl Scouts selling cookies named Linda. Is it, do they hatch? Um, it's like a foal, like they can walk soon after they're for a 48 year old woman, but she can walk, um, soon after, uh, she hatches. Um, you know, people, um, people sometimes say like, Oh, you don't want to wear your seatbelt because it's better. And in case of an accident, you want to be thrown clear. Um, but I noticed nobody ever applies that to roller coasters. <laughs> nobody, nobody's ever getting on the roller coaster and like, no, don't put the bar down. Uh, in case something goes wrong, I want to make sure I'm safe. I want to be thrown clear <laughs> from the accident. Yeah. yeah I, uh, okay. Well, so that one's going in. I like that. Um, Going back to the Linda for a uh-huh. second. No, sure. I like no, that. please, please. I find it very relatable because my stepmom is Linda. I want to say she's 60 years old now. So I find that very relatable because yeah. I don't yeah. picture her at 11. I picture <laughs> her as 60. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, here's another one here. Do Satanists turn other symbols upside down? <laughs> like, if I'm a, like if I'm a Satanist, can uh-huh. I get like a Valentine's Day card but the heart's upside down so it looks like a butt? <laughs> I... Uh, <laughs> And then here's a comedy-related one, I guess, um, which is, like, the worst part about performing stand-up comedy is that, like, the lowest-level person has to deal with a heckler or, or, like, Tom Brady doesn't have to hear your complaints (laughs) all day, every day. And not only that, like, 
He's not expected to respond. Doing stand-up comedy is like performing, you know, in front of that many people while doing the interview on ESPN at the same time. Yes. <laughs> You're expected uh-huh. to respond to questions and somehow make it smooth flow. And that's not a joke. That's just a thing that I wanted to draw attention at how hard my job is, I guess. (laughs) I I do believe your job is hard. And I'll tell you, as an audience member, because I love going to see live comedy, and I feel such pressure when I'm at a show because I want the comedian to do well. And I feel like I want to laugh at everything, like even if it's not funny, because I want you to feel encouraged. And especially if I'm sitting right up front, I feel like, no, I'm going to smile. And there's pressure. And I cannot stand when people do the yell out. Like you can tell it's the drunk girl who had one too many and thinks it's funny to scream out. And we were at... The Brian Regan show, was that it? Yeah, Brian Regan, beautiful theater, historic, great environment. The show is just, I mean, he's killing, it's wonderful. And we get right to the end and this drunk woman yells something out and you can just suck the air out. And I'm like, you just ruined such a great night with your one stupid drunk comment that didn't even make sense. I know, I know. And and like, and it's always that they think they can help and like, I get it. You want to be part. I think that's why. It, I think that genuinely is. Is is it people? This is going to sound really, really well. I won't use the word, but masturbatory. Okay. Um, <laughs> but uh, but like, I really do. I think people really want. I think they appreciate what we do, and I genuinely think that's why. Is because they sit there and they go like, "Man, I wish I could do it and it feels safe for a split second to them and I genuinely think that that's that but that doesn't make it okay if you're listening if you like comedy enough that you're listening that doesn't make it okay just come to the open mic right, yeah. Maybe <laughs> you try know? That. just come to the open mic come listen to the open mic a few times sit there and laugh for everybody and then come do that now let's switch directions a little okay. bit you're a married guy right I am a married guy how is marriage for you? I absolutely love it. My wife and I will be married six years this fall, but we've been together just over 14 years. Oh, that's a good um, And we met time. because of comedy. Okay. Um, so um, I know her because of uh, another comic who's from Wichita originally. She's from there. He lives in Toronto. His name's Sam Norton. Very funny man who also started here in KC in a lot of ways. She came to a show to see him, met her. Instant. I mean, just instant. I love being married, but we are very much like that yin-yang of the same person. Okay. Like, yeah. Like I'm... I think people view me as being a little negative and kind of mean. May, not mean, maybe, that, but that I don't hide what I say. Yes. But in my heart, I'm like this hippie who just kind of like loves everybody. Uh-huh. And my wife is like the sweetest, most loving woman in the world. But like in her heart, I think she kind of just hates everyone <laughs> like way worse than than, right. than anything I ever do. She just has this cold, dark heart surrounded <laughs> by love. And I, I love her to death. She's the greatest person. I love her. Are you guys a traveling duo? Yeah, we definitely like to travel. Now, I saw a post of yours talking about climbing cliffs. Are you actually literally climbing cliffs? No, I'm not a uh, rock climber, rock climber. But yes, I was literally, I think I know which one you're talking about. I was literally climbing um, cliffs. That's a sheep eaters cliff in uh, Yellowstone. And it's these perfect like hexagonal blocks that it cracks into in this shape. So it's these perfect, it basically makes a ladder. Okay. So it's super easy to climb. That's mm-hmm. why I was posting about that one because I don't rock climb, but that place I can go climb and I can feel like a kid again for no. sure. Even looking at that picture because I'm not good with heights. I look at that and I go, man, it's gorgeous. I couldn't do it. 
I couldn't be up there. My dad's a, a heights person. And I think it, I don't know if it's genetic or if it just comes on <laughs> over time as I'm getting older, my body just like goes like, no, I don't know. We're pretty, <laughs> it seems a lot easier to die now. I don't know if that's just my body or what, but I've noticed recently, I'm going to start doing a bit about it uh, that I need to work out because I've noticed I've started getting afraid of heights than I never uh-huh. used to be. And all of a sudden I'll look at a, a what is still a very cool photo, but that roller coaster yeah. feeling of like, oh, that, that gut thing all of a sudden is much stronger, which is so far, it hasn't become too much, so it's fine, but it has gotten way more intense. I think as I've gotten older, there's definitely things, because I loved roller coasters growing up. I mean, we had season passes to Worlds of Fun. We're constantly just roller coaster nonstop. Fast forward to a couple years ago, my kids and I are on the teacups. The little, you're in control of spinning your teacup around. And I'm like, guys, seriously, I'm not kidding. Stop spinning it. Like, this isn't going to be good. And we were on with another kid that wasn't mine, and he was spinning it faster and faster. And I looked at him, like, straight up, eye to eye, and I go, kid, I'm not kidding. Like, if you don't stop that, everything's coming up. And he finally looked at me like, the lady's going to puke on me, Mom. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that is a lesson. Take home with you, kids. You want somebody to stop doing something, (laughs) you threaten to vomit on them, they're probably going to stop doing it. It's never worked since. Yeah. But maybe I should have tried. Yeah. I haven't tried since either. uh, You just, anytime, it's like, I don't want to wait for this table. Oh, well, okay, might not work at a restaurant. Okay, I see see there's an issue with a restaurant, but okay. I'll, I'll, I'll work it out. I'll come back. I also saw a Facebook post where you said, imagine I throw a... A cicada on you. We're arguing and just throw a cicada on you, which, first of all, I think is a good idea. Again, I feel like we segued seamlessly from the vomiting thing. I, I, if, you, if I throw a cicada on you while we're having an argument, you will. I will definitely have won the argument. Uh, I will be screaming and flailing yeah. is what I would be yeah. doing. I've eaten just like a few insects in my life, just mm-hmm. like, you know, like a random like cricket. Not, well, not a random cricket. Like, it was a prepared. It was like it was a po- I was supposed to be eating that cricket. Um, but um, there's that left-wing shit kicker thing that I was saying. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a part of me that, like, wants to do the skater thing just yeah. to kind of do it. But, like, I'm also me and I know me. And so I know I'm going to be, like, super excited right until, like, the first <laughs> one is being done chewed. And it's like now I have 87 and and I didn't eat anything else today. I guess this is what I'm having for dinner. Like my kid came out yesterday from the ditch, you know, ditch kids playing in there. And she's like, "Mom, we found a bunch of cherries in there." And I looked at him, I was like, "What? This do look like cherries." She goes, "Can we eat them?" Yeah, I feel like that's probably safe. I don't know. I hope she woke up this morning. I wasn't there. I was at work, but I, it seemed safe. Yes, eat the ditch cherries. It's it's fine. You give your kids a little book of what's safe to eat, you know, give them. And listen, if they haven't learned to read, they certainly will. Or they certainly won't. Right. One or the other. And she's 11. She'll figure it out. Uh, so concerts are starting to come back. We've mm-hmm. seen a ton of announcements recently. What are some of the best shows that you've seen? The best concerts I've seen. Okay. Um, I can tell you one for certain. Ween and the Flaming Lips. At Red Rocks Amphitheater. Well, that's yeah. not even fair. It's yeah, Red yeah, Rocks. No, pretty, yeah. It's a, but, but Ween and the Flaming Lips at, at Red Rocks was, a, was an amazing show. And then um, I am a huge fan. They're no longer around, but there used to be a band called the Two Skinny Jays. Mm-hmm. And they're kind of like a hip hop rock kind of thing, but never went that awful, awful, like Fred Durst, like kind of awful thing right thankfully um and i really like them and uh 
I went to an outdoor festival in Columbia, Missouri one time, that, and that was the first time I ever saw them, and that show was also a pretty incredible show. Red Rocks is still bucket list for me, and yeah. I've done a lot of traveling. I've seen a million shows, but never Red Rocks. Yeah. I don't even care who it is. Yeah, it's, it's definitely, I mean, it's pretty enough to just go, Yeah, for sure. One of my best shows, Black Crows, Lions Tour. Maybe, I, and I never have figured out, was it because I was dead center front row which made it amazing and then afterwards we like just ran into the guys outside and talked to them so yeah. i never decided did i actually like the show that much or was it the experience as a whole yeah and then i'm so random the other side garth brooks incredible concert yeah. he's just a ridiculously yeah. incredible performer yeah so i thought of two others that as you were saying there garth brooks reminded me two others willie nelson oh yeah a, a couple of times now and he's one i want to see one more time at least yeah. because he's getting old and I want How to make damn sure. Willie Nelson Willie turned, Julie Googled I think that. he just turned 87, I believe. I think he just turned 87. I might like be, a, I might be wrong on that. Um, and then I, um, the Marzolta is somebody else that I used to, that I saw a couple times here in KC and they were. Joey Nelson just turned 88. Willie Nelson just turned 88. You better see him quick. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, and, and then Bobby, his sister was still playing with him up until very, very recently, I think. Even, but I think she finally um, retired from the road. So you're working on shows, you're working on material, trying to get back into the live stuff now that things are opening back up and getting busy, which is so good to see. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. I'm very happy. Do you have anything booked, anything lined up coming up? No. I, As I said, I am starting from nothing in about April of this year. So I, uh, I have, like I said, I have ingredients, but no food at all. So I have about three minutes of time right now. So I'm, this is what I'm doing is I'm, I'm just getting back to writing and making sure that I can do my thing. And then the open mics every week, the open yeah. mics every week, uh, both at the comedy club and then all the awesome shows that people run around town. So I know you've been working a lot at Kansas City's, uh, the comedy club of mm-hmm. Kansas City, working around, not necessarily on stage. That's right. Uh, what fantastic comedians have been coming through there lately? Uh, well, I started the week that Tom Papa was there, which was great. And uh, we had Greg Simmons since mm-hmm. I've been there. Jim Brewer was just there this week. This uh, last week, this week, Gareth Reynolds is there. Yeah. Um, and I have not seen Gareth's um, stand up, but I'm really excited to because I love his podcast, yeah. the Dollop podcast. If I've heard uh, of that. Yeah. yeah, I highly suggest people check it out. Basically, a comic tells another comic a story that's true that he's never heard and he just reacts. And it's just that kind of just natural joy at hearing a fun story. is It's very, very like infectious. I dig it a lot. So I'm really excited to see what his stand-up's going to be like. And I know Melissa Villasenor from yes. SNL's coming. Tried to get her for the podcast. They were like, she's in for one day. The show's already sold out. Yeah. Like, not yeah. going to happen. I, uh, <laughs> I, am, I am very lucky that I will definitely have to be in the box office that night. Yeah. So I will be there, but only for that purpose, I'm sure. Because yeah. with Brewer, we were sold. I mean, we were packed to the gills That's in great, there. Though. That's so and, good. And so I'm really looking forward to, yes, senor, I'm really looking forward to that one. And for a comedy club, I got to say, they got good food. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. <laughs> I'm telling y'all, yep. like that hummus and that pretzel. <laughs> yeah, I know. See, and that's that's weird. That's the thing, too, because like most people are like, oh, I'm like, no, and there's a nice little like uh, lightweight hummus plate. You just come on in. It it's, is. Uh, it's yeah. really good. Yeah, I, I'm such a customer service slut. Like, I just love making, people's ha- making people happy. Right. And so like when I get an opportunity to just be like you gotta have the green room fries you guys it's pulled pork i like i i do i just i i'm so bad about just wanting to make somebody's day yeah <laughs> so i feel like you could talk to anybody yeah i can normally i'm 
contain it a little bit better. I had like a little bit of like my depression broke and that's why I wanted to kind of, and I didn't know I was depressed. Yeah. But it's messed with my emotions real bad where all of a sudden I'm just like so happy about everything. But like it's had these like unexpected things too. Like my temper is really bad because I care about stuff again. And so I'm just like, if I'm happy, I'm just like, oh, I just want to cry at a moment's notice for no reason. My wife's like, um... As soon as you find, like, another day job, like, probably time to hit therapy. And I'm like, yeah, we should probably, I should probably get back to uh, talking to somebody besides on stage. That yeah. That's the hobby portion. I need the right. therapy portion. You need both. But yes. one is not the other. Yeah. I feel like you sound exactly like me. Now, that's my life. It's the roller coaster of, no, I'm angry. Now I'm crying. Now I'm super happy. And that's just within an hour. Yeah. So. And I've never been that way. I've always been up to 11 at all times, mm-hmm. but I've never had been that bad. But it's just my like joy. And like the last year has been so rough on everybody yeah. that this just makes it just and now every I'm just so happy to feel anything at all right. that I'm just so pumped and I just like go, 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 go all the time. Yeah. yeah. Well, I hope you can channel that into some amazing I, material. Uh, I certainly hope so. I would love to see you up on stage. Y- you will. You will. Comedian Gabe Perry, thank you so much for coming by the podcast. Thank you. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks for having me.